What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner with State Awaits. I'm Nate. It's your boy, Trump. And I'm underwhelmed. And today is a very underwhelming week, at least for me. I can speak personally. I'm sure for some of you. Well, well I know, Trent, you said earlier that like you were actually pretty impressed with uh, this week's music, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, like two albums. Two albums? It. Okay. Fair. Yeah. yeah, the very underwhelming week, but I mean, there's some highlights we'll talk about here. Still got the new tunes for the people like you. So with that, let's hop into it here with the new... I'm going to butcher this. I think it's Do Maktar, I want to say, and their album Afrique Victim. Yes, so let's just... Yeah, that's that's the name. Uh, Sebastian, you could start us off with that. Oh, yeah. So I enjoyed this album quite a bit. Uh, the beginning... Yeah vocals i thought were a little bit too repetitive and i was kind of like okay even though i don't know the language in which they are speaking very well i was still finding it to be very repetitive in some parts but as the album progressed i was really enjoying the vocals in general uh the guy has a really cool uh really cool nuances with his voice and i'm not sure if that's just the style of music from uh the culture that they are uh that they are associated with and i'm only saying it like that because i i truthfully do not know if they're middle eastern or indian or anything like that from that area i know they have a lot of uh a lot of songs that have like kind of like an african aesthetic to it so i'm not sure if they are from like that area or oh, actually actually i just found i think they're from some uh he's somalian okay okay yeah that's that definitely helps me paint a better picture and i i really do enjoy this a lot the bass has some amazing grooves and i was looking at this and the bass player plays a ding wall and i'm like man i have not used i have not heard a ding wall used in this kind of way before because usually when you hear ding wall you think of like hunt the dinosaur you think of like really just heavy heavy kind of yeah. sounds and you know the multi-scale instruments are more meant for like that kind of shreddier kind of uh clanky sound but they use this in a really groovy way and i was really impressed with it um the one song i really liked with the bass was uh Taliet. uh please forgive my pronunciations as well <laughs> but uh the guitar was handled very very well i think the guitar player had some awesome awesome ability with the genre of rock and um but in some parts uh the mix kind of drowned out the guitar a little bit and i i don't have any specific examples but if you listen to it even in just a good like i would say like a good five of these songs there are parts where i was not able to hear the guitar very well and it just kind of got drowned out but with that being said it was still very fun to say the least um the acoustic intro the acoustic guitar in this band is very very cool i was just i was in awe of just how well they were doing the kind of like nylon the nylon string slash maybe steel string guitar and i, I the song i liked was it in yahabit uh habib t that one was really good, and it also it features some castanets, which I'm a huge fan of. You know, I'm Latino, and we have a lot of that within our music, whether it come from Spain or even some of the more Puerto Rican-type bands that my mom and grandma and so forth would listen to. Um, yeah, so other than that, I genuinely love the folkier side of things, but when they do go into the rock side, I thought that was pretty awesome as well, and the genre blending of the two 
was just spectacular. I was really happy with this album, and I'm honestly, I'm giving this one an 8 out of 10. Even though I'm not sure what the lyrical material is about or what they're saying, I was still able to enjoy the music for not understanding it very well myself. Yeah, very fair. One thing I'm learning even just recently now is that this is just one guy. I'm pretty sure maybe a couple others, but like it's, it's his name. Like his name is like, you know, the band name, I guess, if you will. So it's weird because like the, the picture shows like four or five people. Right. Um, but like he does all like the, but it says, it says, Oh, this man is a, a whatever that word is. Prodigious artists or yeah. I like, it's really weird. It is, but like I mean, that I have to give full credit for. I mean, that's incredible. Like he is definitely like doing something interesting with his music, absolutely. And I even found myself enjoying uh, what I believe was that first track or the second one. I had a uh, chis uh, again pronunciation, excuse me, uh, chismitten on there. Uh, that was like the only one I really did save because while like I mean his vocal style, it's it's really not for me. I mean I I can't fully get behind that myself but i do respect it um as far as the album goes i loved the guitar work on this album like that was the most redeemable factor of anything from this album for me personally it was just absolutely amazing like loved it no complaints there but as far as the music goes fully it just like i said it's not for me don't want to sound like a broken record it kind of dragged on for me too um and i just i it just didn't really do much for me. I will say though, driving music, this is like pretty solid. Like this is definitely an album that like I can both recommend and am glad it turned out to be. Uh, listening to in the car was actually like you know quite nice, especially for like somewhat of a longerish car drive with how long this album is around like forty-ish minutes. Um, but with that, I mean, I, I still give it somewhat of a lower score. I mean, I might even give it like a little bit higher. I'll give it a five out of 10 just because like, I have to respect what he's doing and everything here. Uh, and the fact that like, it's, it, it's almost all him, like good for you. Seriously. But yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Trent. Uh, I'm going to start this, uh, this week off by saying that I gave every album at least two listens. Um, because first time around, I really didn't like any of the albums. <laughs> I understand. It was just like, too. I, I don't know if it was just the day I listened to them or what the fuck, but I was like, all these albums fucking suck ass. <laughs> like, I, I don't th- I think my original scores, f- I don't think anything was above like a five. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> but second, I gave, um, you gave them each second listen and, um, it uh, it, you know, it opened up, so it was good. Um, but yeah, this one was uh, this was interesting. Um, just the yeah, I mean, I again, I just going off what you guys said now. Like, I I gotta give the guy credit, you know. Like he's doing what he's doing. Like if this is just one solo guy, then shit, it's fucking awesome, you know. I can't do that shit. <laughs> um, overall, though, um, this album it, it was it was you know, overall okay. Um, it's not really my type of thing. I, not like a thing that I grew up with. You know, I, I 
so I, it's this side of music is very new to me um but the album itself i am i am gonna give the album itself a six out of ten um mostly i i gotta kind of get into it more i might listen to it you know one one or two more times over the course like next week or something i was gonna say a third time's um, a charm yeah it was it was good but it was just like it was a little bit repetitive here and there um it's so but i mean it's but so I think out of zone of music it is it's very out of his zone but I, you know i still i still like like you said you know i can appreciate what he, what he's doing and the musical craft that it takes to be able to make something like this um and you know he's he's using um you know the because in that type of music there is a, a you know a lot of chance and um you know you you can hear it like the slapping of the guitar i'm assuming he's using like smashing like the acoustic with the either like uh nylon strings or the uh um the metal strings like you they they do a lot of like almost like flamenco stuff um and like slapping the the guitar as well and that's like uh you know it's it's i believe it's like it's supposed to make it sound like a drum as well um but uh, I, that stuff I think is really cool that you you know you can uh, incorporate your culture like that into your music, um, where you have like the chants in the background and stuff, which made it really cool. But that did kind of drown out some of the instrumentation sometimes. Um, but overall, I think again he did a really good job. And if he does put out another album, I will probably listen to it. You know, we'll we'll I'll keep an eye out for it. Um, because it was. It, it was overall pretty good, but you know, not my, not entirely my style. Um, but yeah. There you go. All right. Moving along next to the uh, Sewin album. This one titled Imperial. And I'm going to actually have you start this one off too, Trent. This was my favorite album of the week. I figured. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, which is funny because first listen, this was like my lowest score. That's so interesting to me too. It is. It's it's really weird. This album, I I did wind up giving uh, a music corner seven. Um, and this was my favorite album this week. It was, I think at first, it reminded me too much of Daughtry. Chris Daughtry. Yeah, the vocal. Okay, vocal, the vocal sure, style sure, of it. I'll see, I see. That. Yeah, and I just I couldn't get that out of my brain. <laughs> get it out of my mind and i was like this album sucks because of that <laughs> and like i grew up listening to daughtry so like it was it was really weird but that i and like the, i didn't i didn't really care about the instruments the first time around like i don't know what day i was listening to it but it was completely like twilight zone day um but the instrumentation afterwards um if i'm looking at my notes here uh it like the whole sound of the album it had that daughtry vocal mix uh, with a, it's kind of like a like a leprous or opeth type of, uh, you know, your your general like prog stuff, um, instrumentation and stuff. Which uh, that's why I mostly liked it as well. Because that, well, like, you the, know who the drummer is, right? Who is the drummer? It's Martin Lopez. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The original lineup is a it's a super group. It was originally it's Martin Lopez, ex Death Testament and Sadist bassist Steve D. Giorgio? Giorgio? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and Willow Tree vocalist Joel Eckloff and guitarist Kim Plabarzdis. Pla- Bar- so yeah, it was like a super group of like 
bands that like I know you like. That's why I thought you'd really huh. enjoy even the first time. Pitch. So yeah, there you go. Dude, I didn't fucking know it was just I didn't I didn't look into them. Right, right. I get that. I barely even knew that. I just knew they were super group. I didn't know who was in it. I you know, I that's why it fucking that's why I sound like Opus so much. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh that's that's sick as fuck though. Um they, I'm I'm bumping that up to eight. Okay. <laughs> it's an eight. Um just want some respect points. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. No, I like I didn't know they were super group or anything, but yet that I literally like it could have been that I listened to fucking Ghost Reveries album before this as well, but um no, I honestly now that I know it, it's a super group, that's like, they did a great job altogether. Um, really, really nice work. The the drums obviously really good. I was just about to talk about those <laughs> before you told me it was Martin Lopez. <laughs> um, no, and obviously now knowing that, like that, you know, I was gonna talk to the. It has to have the drummer had to have had some prog influences because of the stuff he was doing, you know. I, whether it be you know the triplets on like the drum kicks or even like the beats of like you know either like the hi hat or like anything like that, it just it had prog in it. Um, so yeah, I bumped that up to an eight overall. Really fucking great job. Um, it took me a few lessons to really like this one. Um, honestly, if I, if they ever toured, I would go see them. That'd be really cool. Totally. totally. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, Sebastian, what do you think? Uh, so, sorry to say, but this is my favorite album of the week. Hey, um, man. yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoyed this one a lot. Um, this <laughs> sorry, one, sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean the I don't mean the bush and bubble or anything, but I really enjoy this shit, you know. Uh, this is this is a pretty cool. Uh, when I first saw the album cover, I was sitting there thinking to myself, "Man, is that a black mamba or a Mexican king black snake, or a Mexican black king snake?" And I sat there for thirty minutes looking between the two, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's a black mamba, definitely." Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the first cool part when you had me kind of sitting there just examining the artwork before I even started listening to this album. And uh, when I actually started listening to it, this guy has a really cool voice. Uh, you know, I mean, it's nothing that you haven't heard before, but at the same time, the way he uses it, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I It's been a while since I've actually gotten into hard rock more than anything. If that's what this is considered, it seemed a lot more hard rockish, if anything, to me. Um, I really enjoyed the, uh, I really enjoyed, like, some of the song structure, uh, Dissonant, I really enjoyed, that was probably my favorite track off of this one, I ended up downloading the whole thing, thoroughly impressed with it, I don't have too much to say, uh, the mix was really spot on, um, you know, the... I don't know, you got got a good little voice, you got some good-ass drums in there, you guys pretty much pointed everything out i had to say so i didn't really i didn't really come up with anything too original here but at the same time i really really enjoyed this uh i gave this one a nine out of ten wow that's how you enjoyed it maybe make it to your top 10 you never know never know uh for me i i liked it i did like it. i can't say it was my favorite or anything like that i can't really like you know 
praised it as much, but I definitely see the appeal and I definitely respect what they do. Uh, I did like that first opening track there. Uh, the name is escaping me at the moment as I'm trying to load my phone. It was called Lumerian. Uh, Lumerian. That one was good. It was called the uh, Nate's opinion is garbage and doesn't matter dude. because this was the best album of the week. <laughs> Far from it, dude. Not even up my alley. Um, but like with that, even uh, you know, being prog and everything, it was just you know, it was all right. You know me. I'm not a prog. I'm not too much of a proggy guy. That's why I knew Trent would like this because I know he's a prog person. You're goddamn right, <laughs> dude. Yeah, so entitled to his opinions and shit over there, but whatever. Y'all whatever. entitled to my prog opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like with that, I still give it like a six out of ten, which is higher than like I'd say I would have typically given like you know an album like this. Uh, it's just nice to sit down to and listen to while like you're you're actually doing something like work or whatever. At least that's what I was doing for it. So, no, it was fine. It uh, was so, now that you say that. Sorry, I just realized I was listening to this album while I was doing laundry, this, and I was like, "Yeah, see." <laughs> I was I was using this like socks as fucking uh, drumsticks, <laughs> and I was like nice. banging the table to the beat. It's really funny. But I was like, I it is one of those albums. You can just sit down and vibe. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Moving along then, we have Deadlights, The Uncanny Valley. Uh, No shocker here, this was my favorite album of the week because, duh, it's fucking metalcore post-hardcore shit because that's I'm the core boy here. So, Trent, if you didn't like this, your opinion doesn't matter either. So we're just going <laughs> to... We're just, just going to cross worlds here on that. We're going to agree to disagree <laughs> this week. <laughs> Basically. But, um, no, I've actually known these guys since their debut album came out in 2017, which was uh, Mesma. And that was a decent record. It was, mm, like, you know, there was parts that were forgettable, of course. But I do remember the first time I listened to... Um, I think it was, like, their first single. It was called, like, The Mad Scientist, I'm pretty sure. The cleans on that song were, like, incredible. Like, I absolutely loved that. The screams, even on the album in general, were fine. You know, unclean vocals and post-hardcore metalcore thing, whatever. But on this one, it's kind of funny. I feel like they kind of... It changed up with uh, which one was good and which one wasn't. Uh, I found the uncleans to be much more impressive on this one than the cleans although with that with the cleans still they he did a great job of you know executing that but uh i mean yeah overall i mean i liked a good majority of this album if not the whole thing i mean schedule one the king of nowhere contact i remember echo chamber was a really solid track um but yeah if like really if you if you like core anything related to it you'll you'll like this one for sure um, but yeah, this one gets an 8 out of 10 for me. Keep it in short and sweet. Check them out. Australian band, too, I'm pretty sure. Still got a great scene out there. I'm very jealous of, like, what those guys get sometimes. Uh, but Sebastian, what'd you think? Deadlights. The Uncanny Valley. Uh, these vocals are insane! Um, they are pretty crazy, not gonna lie. The screams, well, they were pretty good. They were, they were false cordy, they were intense, and they were aggressive. I really like the intensity throughout this album, though, in every aspect. When you make an album that is uh, post-hardcore, when you make an album that's metal, 
you got to keep the intensity there. You can't just slog your way through it unless you're like sludge metal or some shit, you know, where it's supposed to be very slow and just heavy. Um, but I was just so happy with some of these clean vocals, too. Uh, you said, Nate, that they had better clean vocals in the past as well. Yes, on Mesma, that had probably, uh, out of the two, they were the best cleans. Okay, I'll definitely check that out because the vocals here were really impressive. Uh, the guy has an, a really fucking good grasp on a mixed voice, something that I've been trying to work on for months now. You know, it's it's so cool when you can switch and you can combine that head and chest voice because that's what a mixed voice is. You're combining your falsetto and your chest voice all into one and you create a very, uh, just very, like, very different voice that you would hear it's just it's just it's a lot more powerful too because you're combining the power of the chest and then the uh high pitch uh vo the high pitch notes of the falsetto so it's really cool when you can do that so uh a good example would be tillian from tillian and dance Gavin dance that guy mainly sings in mixed tillian voice. from tillian <laughs> tillian from yeah but uh yeah, uh, some of my favorite tracks on here. I really like Pytha, or Pitha. I don't, I don't know Pytha. I don't. I don't know Pytha. Uh, who knows? Yeah, it had such a nice crunchy bass tone, so that was already good enough to get me hooked in. Thank you guys. Good bass. Good job. Um, Frozen Over is a great ending to an album in general, and also to this one. I just kind of like the large sound of it. You know, it's just when you're ending with something that's a little bit more soft, I guess, when you can think about it because everything else is like really just like in your face. And this one comes off a little bit less so, but the instrumentals and the drums definitely help fill up the gaps that the vocals were doing in the previous tracks. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It was just really, it was just a really good closer to an album. And I, could not commend it highly enough because we've been getting a lot of bad closers to albums lately, and I'm glad this is what closed out the album. It basically jumped at a whole fucking number for me. Uh, I ended up with this one being a Music Corner 7 out of 10, and yeah, that's what we're leaving with. There you go. Trent? Hopefully you can hear me okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. My internet kind of just shit out for like two seconds. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> this one was interesting. Um, it was, uh, in my notes, I just have a weird mix of early 2000s punk and cold play with a question mark. Cold play? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of heard that cold play out of it. it Maybe really in the cleans. In the cleans. In the cleans. Know. In the cleans, yeah. Um, these cleans were pretty good, though. Um... And I'll check out the you said the album before this as well. It's a really yeah, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, overall, I mean, great job, everybody there. Um, I'm with Sebastian. That bass whoo, got me hooked right off the bat. Um, oh, it was not my favorite album this week, though. Uh, it's not not my type of style, <laughs> as uh, you know. I don't I don't go much into that realm, but uh, that's my I mean, territory. <laughs> It is. It is your territory. Uh, I'm just. I'm starting to listen to some of that stuff. Thank you, Nate. Um, no, I gave it a six. Um, 
Dude, I gave the prog one a six, you gave the core one a six. That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how we do it in the music corner, baby. Yeah. Okay, and I had like a fucking like four before, so. Ooh, right, there you yeah. go. Alright, well there you have it for the first half, but before we continue with the others, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we are back. Hopping into it now with the new Zao album, The Crimson Corridor. So these guys are like an OG metalcore band. Like these guys are like a 1990s old school metalcore band. Like they're wow. like, yeah, yeah, they're like, I guess you could consider one of the pioneers of the genre, if you will, and definitely one of the more critically acclaimed ones as well within the genre. Uh, this is their first album in only just five years. Uh, I guess like they took kind of a break between. Uh, their last album, this one now, uh, and they—I'd like to say—they came back with a vengeance. You know, I mean, the first actual track is kind of like you know what I could, could eh, what I like to consider a build-up. You know, it was like nice and slow kind of thing going, and I knew like it, it was going to be a both an instrumental and a slower opening. You know, I'm like this is going to be something like by the next track, I can just I just feel it, and. Oh, Oh man, was it because that next track? Forget the name at the moment here, but like, holy shit! The vo- I was—I've never listened to this band prior, but just hearing those vocals and how raw they are, especially with like the production value, adding like some sort of distortion or something onto the vocals was just such a cool fucking effect. And that was the the song is uh, "Ship of Theseus," I believe is how you pronounce that, but. Oh my god. Absolutely amazing actual track. Actual opening track, if you will, for this. Oh, I loved it. I loved everything about that. Um, following that, I mean, you get some... You still get that, like, same stuff and all. It, it, like, slows down at times, and then it picks up, and then, you know, it gets raw again, if you will. And then it'll slow down again, which, you know, it's a nice blend, but, like, with how... Excuse me, sound like a broken record here, but with how raw those vocals are, I'd like to just have a consistent heaviness throughout the entire thing. It's a nice blend, like I say, but eh, it could have been better, in my opinion. But even with that, I mean, the title track, Transitions, Lost Star, The Final Ghost, these tracks were still super good, super solid. The album in general was pretty decent as well uh especially for it being like somewhat of a comeback album if you will but yeah with that i gave it a seven and a half out of ten uh really like what they did here i want i'm definitely gonna listen to their older stuff just to like get even more of a feel of that old school metalcore vibe especially from their like first few albums from the 90s that's just if it sounds like that too oh man it's gonna be an awesome experience i can almost guarantee but yes uh trent what did you think of this album Honestly, I'm gonna start off by giving. Uh, I'm saying I gave it a six. Um, <clears throat> this is album. I liked it better on the second listen as well. That's a big theme this week. Um, but knowing now that they're like a, one of the, the OG metal, uh, metalcore bands, like I understand. Um, I honestly wouldn't have minded if the entire album was like the first track. Right though. Wait, wait, wait! Are you saying the first track with the instrumental or with the uh, vocal? Yeah, no, like the the, the the opening track. The opening, okay, okay, I see what you mean. I see. Yeah, like the with the end of the jaws of whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, into the Jaws of Dread. If that was like the entire album with like adding vocals into that. If that if I kept that same theme of like very eerie and like it kept me on the edge of my seat a little bit, like it, like it, you know raising the back of my because you know, you know something's the hair's coming because you know it was coming. very like mm-hmm. I was like this is either gonna like get really fucking heavy or I'm gonna get really disappointed and it's gonna be like this just dragging on thing and it would drag on and then I got really heavy and I was like okay so it was th- that was good. Um, but the entire, the entire album was like that, like very kind of, I don't, I wouldn't say chill, but, um, maybe mellow. Yeah. Like that, the, the mellow metal core, uh, stoner metal, bro. Yeah. Stoner rock, man. Uh, I would have been okay with that. I actually probably would have liked it more if it was like that. Uh, but overall it wasn't bad. It wasn't my favorite album of the week, obviously. Um, but it's still, you know, I'll give them credit, you know, for sticking to their roots. Uh, the raw vocals I liked, um, instrumentation obviously was really good. Uh, but again, metalcore's not my style. So, but it was still very good. There you go. Sebastian. I did not realize this was such a old band until you pointed it out. Um, but you know, I think they could have uh, maybe mixed a little bit better. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I there, get it. There it is, folks. There, there fucking is. yeah. <laughs> I, I I hate to be hating on such a genre of music in which I enjoy, but God, why do why do these bands decide to mix within like the void? Like, is it just is it just more metal to just not have a good production? I don't do, know. Listen to like. Honestly, like from the older metalcore songs that I have heard from the '90s, oh, dude, you're gonna hate it then, because that's the mix in general. That is the mix style, because of just how it raw just, it is. I, I, you know, I get it that it's just the raw style, and it's like, you know, this is just how we do it. You know, we're so badass, and we just don't give a shit about norms. With me, it just bothers me, and I I hate to say it, and I'm not saying the music is bad. It's not the music. It really isn't, and the mix shouldn't affect my score, but it sometimes does, and uh, with this, it's not too different. The first track, honestly, I was hoping the rest of the album would be an instrumental, too, going off of what Trent said. I really thought this would have been a great instrumental album. I was like, oh man, this would be really fucking cool because the name had Crimson Corridor. I thought it would be like a nice, like, surreal journey. It would, like, bring me. The first song kind of reminded me of, like, walking through, like, a long hallway, like a corridor. I was going to say, kind of like like that Mogway album. Yeah, kind of like that. I thought it would be that. And I'm like, okay, big bet. Just fucking put on my big ass stereo headphones. Let's fucking go. And, uh, yeah, it just. It just just turned into metal. Yeah, but from there, though, the vocals were really good. They were fucking great. Um, I, I like the effect on the vocals for, like, some of the echo, where it would kind of turn into just kind of like a... Um, as it would echo out, it would become less and less of a vocal note and more of something that would just fit the uh, rhythm I really thought that was cool. Uh, it kind of had some like witchy sounds to it, so I thought this was gonna lean towards black metal in some parts, but it didn't I see really what do you that mean. too much. I do see what you mean with that one, yeah. 
yeah, I thought it would go into more of a witchy sound, but with that, I think it did pretty good in the sound that they're trying to go for. Uh, the percussion was very tight. Some great more uh, great moments on the self-titled, and uh, it had a couple more that were really prominent. But to me, once you hear some metal stuff, you hear it all, folks. And that's a wrap. We're gonna give this one a music corner. You guessed it, seven. Uh, this was. I definitely recommend to listen to this, especially for that title track and the first track as well, the instrumental. That was really fucking good, really tight. Just, I wish the mix was just better in general because it just bothers me. But then again, if you're a normal human being who doesn't really care about the mix too much, then you'll be fine. You will have a dandy time with this album. But for me, I won't be able to add it because I'm like, ah, the mix, the mix, the mix. I'm just <laughs> screaming that in my head the whole time. So I can't add most of these tracks. But for what it's worth, the 7 out of 10 definitely fits it. There you go. All right. Next album here, we have the new Shade album, High Dive. And Trent, go ahead and start us off with this one. I was in the middle of drinking. Sorry. No, <laughs> you're good. <clears throat> Um, this album surprised me actually. Um, for it, it's uh, I also give this one a six. Um, just um, it was weird. It was weird that I liked it. This originally was my least favorite album of the week. Um, but second listen, um, I'm surprised that I liked like a kind of like a pop album like this because it's, it's been a while since i've heard it i'm like this where i was like yeah it's pretty good All right especially when you said that in a group chat i was like huh look at that yeah like i don't really like i don't like that all pop stuff too much it usually is just the same bullshit and this kind of was on that train as well but it was the the beats and the the sounds that really got me um the just the overall like I guess the the ambience of the album. It's because like the vibe, even. The, the the vibe was your basic alt shit, um, <laughs> but yeah, the sounds and everything that went with the album, um, that's what I really liked. And I picked those out like on every song. I was like, oh, like that's that's cool sound. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it kind of Sebastian, you're probably gonna hate me, <laughs> uh, but they they kind of they kind of remind me of like a newer age. Uh, like Alanis Morissette almost. Um, you you done hurt me. I know, I know. But yeah, I don't have much to say. Um, that was pretty much it. But I, I you know, I liked it for you know what it had, all the basic stuff. You know, it's it, it's your old pop stuff. So if you like it, you're more than likely gonna like this album. So there we go, Sebastian. So we have shade or shade or shade. I don't fucking know. Um, I'm not gonna lie. All of this sounds like a goddamn fucking computer commercial. All of this. <laughs> I don't. I I hate indie rock right now with a burning fucking passion because it all. It's not even that. It's just bad music. It's just. 
it's more made to sell shit nowadays than anything else. And I don't know if it's just the advertisers that just hire these groups because it's just more appealing to all the fucking Jeep Wrangler driving asses in California. But at the same time, I don't like this at all. I really, really do not like this sound. And it's not just this band. I'm not just trashing Shade. Uh, I'm not throwing Shade at Shade. It's me just not liking this sound anymore. It was cool when it started. And, uh, you know... It was good somewhat. Yeah, of course, you had your ho haze and shit like that. That shit was annoying as all fuck. But at the same time, I was okay with some of the other acts that came out of it. You know, I enjoyed Lord. You know, I enjoyed... Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed Lord. <laughs> but I at the same time... Lord. it That's it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I some of the cuts were good. Uh, I like the song I Know Nothing, and I also like Colorful. Those had good beats to them. Those had a lot of a, they, those had a lot of groovy bass lines, and that's another thing that this indie rock provides. Groovy, good bass line. And it's good. It's groovy. It's a bass. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's fine with me. But at the same time, when everything else sounds exactly the fucking same, I, I just can't do it justice i can't do anything with it it's like man i really like i really feel like just going on my computer and buying a fucking macbook because that's all i feel like i'm watching and guess what after finding that out after feeling these feelings i found out these bitches the song trampoline was used for a macbook commercial i'm not fucking kidding i literally just kept thinking that the whole time and then i found out later because i was showing it to my sister because she heard me ranting and raving in the in the room and i was talking to my mom about it and she was like oh yeah they're the guys that make the apple commercial and i'm like what so my assumptions were correct fuck so yeah, and that trampoline song apparently came out like last year or something as a single, or like yeah, two years ago or uh, yeah, something. I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, I was gonna talk about. That. Yeah, so I'm I'm not a big fan of you know just throwing some of your older songs on there as filler. You know, as much as I loved Giveon and everything, I did not like when he did that, and I'm not a fan when bands just do that in general. They're like, oh, let's just throw our singles on the albums, and I'm like, okay, whatever. It's either you come out with singles to anticipate the album. Or you just come out with the album and then release singles that are on their own and not a part of the album. You know, that's, I mean, you don't have to do it that way. It's just, that's how I prefer it. And that's just your cynical self, Sebastian here. Um, that's how he feels. But at the same time, I'm going to stop talking about myself in the third person. And I'm going to give this album a 4 out of 10. I'm sorry, guys. But when you stop posting on your gram about your moth tattoos, let's start talking about music. <laughs> yeah, this one was very uh, boring for me. I was just not having it. Albeit, I was a little tired the day I did listen to this album. But even then, it that doesn't make any difference really with me personally because it's like I could be so tired and listen to the greatest album of all time and still notice how amazing it is you know this one there was just <clears throat> nothing to like show for it you know and like yeah like Sebastian said trampoline was used in the past this one was on like oh my god what was it like a 2018 or 2019 EP of theirs because this is their first this is their debut album studio album and on Melt, which was their 2018 EP, they had the song Trampoline on there. And 
on the deluxe edition of Melt, they had Trampoline on there that was the actual version used on High Dive, this new album, that features Zane. Now, I don't really care for Zane, period, and adding him to the song actually did nothing to the song at all. Like, it didn't know New Justice or anything. In fact, it was probably worse adding him to it. I like the song originally. I genuinely do like Trampoline. It's a good song, as much as it's a computer music song or whatever, a, co- a computer uh, commercial song. But, like, even then, it was still enjoyable, especially because I've heard it a lot on, like, the alternative radio station that I listen to once in a while. Um, but just adding, Z- like, there's no point. There's no point. Not to mention you already made the song. Why are you adding it to the album when it was already released on a deluxe edition? It's a, it's like... Two yeah. years ago. Two years ago, right. I don't know if the deluxe edition was made two years ago, but, like, I mean, even then, why, still, why are you... Why? There's no point. There's absolutely no point to do that. I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. And, like, yeah, like you mentioned with the whole Giveon thing, where, like, we said on his EP, he had the same opening track on the EP and the new studio album this year, which I'm like, why? It, it, and you're right, Sebastian, it is filler, like you said. It's just so annoying. I don't get it either. It's just just write another song, you know? And it's funny, too, because other than Trampoline, there's nothing on here that, like, says this is a hit or even a radio hit or anything mainstream. There's nothing on this album like that at all. To me, at least, it's just so boring and so bland, and it almost made my uh, worst album of uh, the week. But uh, that's gonna be for the next one here in a moment. Um, but yeah, with that, just gonna—I gave it a three and a half out of ten. I was very disappointed in it, and and it sucks too, because like like I said, I like Trampoline, and I thought that I mean, if they sound like that, maybe they'll sound good overall with their other songs. But no, maybe I'll listen to Melt since that's where originally the song was from, but uh, this album doesn't really even want me to do it all that much, so we'll see on that one. But we are on our final album of the day, of the week. We got Greatest Hits by Waterparks, not to be confused with an actual Greatest Hits. This is simply the album title. Sebastian, go ahead and start us off. So I have a small history with Waterparks. I enjoy the band. We were a kid. I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 totally. I used to, I used to go to Geauga Lake. I used to go to Volcano Bay. You know how it is. Um, but, uh, let's just say I was a fan of the band for a little bit. Not like a crazy fan or anything. But if they were on, I wouldn't skip them or anything like that. I saw them at a Warp Tour a couple years back, and they were pretty good. You know, not nothing too crazy, but at the same time, they were they were pretty serviceable. You know, they weren't too annoying in that kind of like teeny bopper kind of aesthetic, that pop, the pop punk kind of sound. Nothing too crazy. Um, but going into this album, it's kind of a mixed bag. In the kind of mixed bag that puts like Jelly Bean, or no, I would say like Skittles and M&Ms in the same bag. That's the kind of mixed bag this is. You know, one part of it you're going to really like, but then you take another couple and you're like, wow, this is fucked. Um... So let's start with fuzzy. Uh, I like the vocals a lot, but I hate the fuzz. Like I'm not a huge fan of the fuzz effect. You know, it's just it's either fuzz is like just from bad mixing, 
or fuzz is from an effect that was used and you can definitely tell it was an effect that was used and i'm not a huge fan of it but that's just kind of a nitpick there so i'm not i i didn't really let that take too much off of it and it was really only in one song um but homeboys decided to take a note from ajr of all people mm-hmm. and just throw random fucking sounds in there that just don't add anything to the music like i swear the fuck i heard a slide whistle in there somewhere yeah and i heard that too yep yeah, I was really, really just unenthused with that. I'm like, come on, guys. Is there anything else you could have done? You know, um, when bands add random sounds to songs, sometimes it can work really well. Look at clipping. Most of their beats are just random sounds, oh. you know. So that that works really well because that's, like, their aesthetic. Uh, but when you're just doing it to kind of make your sound fuller, it doesn't really add much to it. If anything, it's kind of distracting when you hear guitars, bass, drums, and then whoop, in the background as well. It just doesn't fucking make sense. But sorry, I don't mean to sound too pissy with this, but that that I, I don't like. Other than that, this album has some very dancey tracks as well. I was like, yeah, I can I can vibe to this a little bit. Nothing too crazy, but I can vibe to it. Um, Sound also gets a little bit too generic as the album goes on. You know, it started off pretty strong in some aspects, but then it just it started blending a little bit to me, and I was kind of losing myself with it, where I was like, stop! I stopped taking notes, and I just stopped and just kept listening. I'm like, okay, I can't really figure out something to say because it all just sounds way too similar to one another. Um, the groove in the interlude... Uh, that's just the name of the track, the interlude. Uh, I, I was really cool with that. If that would have been part of a song, a longer song that wasn't just like a minute something, that would have been pretty fucking cool because I really liked that groove. It was tight. It was good. It, it just it walked up. It was a good walking baseline. It was fucking good. Um, uh, other than that, the only other thing I'm gonna say is "See You in the Future" is very interesting with the fast rap part and especially for an album closer and uh not because it does it very well but just because it just kind of comes out of the fuck nowhere um i know he had kind of like a staccato type rhythm with his voice in some parts but he didn't just straight up rap until the last song you know i was like okay that's that's interesting okay all right and then i was listening to it and i'm like just I don't know it just it's not good but it's not horrible either it's just kind of there and uh yeah when when you go from being serviceable to even more mediocre that just it kind of just paints a bad picture for me for this band uh i gave this one a six out of ten i gave it a higher score because the, the things i did like i really liked but the things i didn't like really took this album back a couple of feet for me yeah, I get it too. I it was like, I, I, what the fuck was this album? I can't even believe that this album is getting critical acclaim in gen like by anybody. Like, there's nothing appealing at all about this album. I mean, okay, I guess if you just want some kind of, <laughs> I don't even know, dude. I don't know why this album was awful and like the biggest thing here there's just a few things here that like have just gone through my mind about this album in general and even the band too so like you sebastian i have listened to water parks in the past too not like albums but like some songs 
they weren't bad, and I've also seen them live myself. I saw them, uh, they were co-headlining with the, the band Too Close to Touch back in, uh, I believe it was 2017. And that show, or at least uh, them performing, was pretty good. I was actually, like, pretty impressed with them. But that was also around the time that their uh, debut album came out, which is probably, like, what seems to be their best album with, you know, the pop-punk sound. Um, and as generic as it is, it's still, you know, it's good. But... Uh, I, I don't know what happened. I never really listened to their albums in general and just, like, the huge shift from, like, you know, regular ordinary pop-punk sound to whatever the fuck they're doing on here is just weird to me. And here's another weird fact that I'm just learning about, too. They're on 300 Entertainment Records, which is a record label whose biggest artists include Megan Thee Stallion, Fetty Wap, Young Thug... Uh, T Grizzly, I've never really heard of him, but, you know, probably popular or something. Uh, and the only other rock band that I'm seeing is Highly Suspect. Uh, <laughs> okay! I don't know, I just feel like it's very weird when you have, like, you know, a rock band on, like, a label that's, like, seems to be more hip-hop oriented, but I guess they do use some hip-hop influences with, like, you know, some of their, I guess, like, dancier or even like you know trap beady sound effects that they use for some of this i don't know i think it's just very weird the and like i said there's nothing appealing at all to this record but the one track like it is probably the stupidest fucking track of 2021 and probably going to be in this decade of the 2020s that I'll ever hear. I, I don't know what it was. Like, I think it was the vocals mainly. Something about the vocal style he chose to do on that. Where it just sounds so like... Like, kind of thing. I'm like, why is this? Like, that was the point of the album where, like, I was starting to get mad. And, like, the only other time I've gotten mad listening to an album was Sleep Orb Mods, as we know. But, like... This this almost had it close. This could have been pretty close. The only thing I could say that's even anywhere close to being redeemable is just the experimentation of what they're doing now with their music. Like, sure, do what you want and, like, have fun with it, I guess. But I guess don't have too much fun at the same time because we'll be pumping out shit if you keep going with this sound and style. But... Yeah, I'm going to end it there. 3 out of 10 for me on that album. I just was not impressed at all. But yeah, Trent, what did you think of this one? I don't even know if I have anything to say. Like, goddamn. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, I didn't like it either. I'm just going to leave it at that. Did you, even get, <laughs> did you get this a second listen as well? Yeah, I did. Oh, must have been a disappointing second listen. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, that's it. I, you guys literally <laughs> said it all. We burned it. It's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to beat the dead horse there. Right. You're fine. You're fine. But, all right. That's, yeah. That's going to do it for this weekly roundup of albums. Before we go, as usual, album recommendations. Uh, since you didn't have much to say, Trent, you got one off the bed of an album you likely recommend? No. No? Okay. I can, I'll pass over to Sebastian then. What you got for us? So, we're... Oh. You're good, you're good. Go ahead. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Um, so, the album I have here is another country album. Dang. Yeah, I... Yeah, so, this isn't your typical country, though. 
This is Hank Williams, but the third one. So you had the original Hank Williams, who, uh, if you don't know who he is by song, if you think of the yodeling Walmart kid, he was singing a Hank Williams song. And um, if you think of Hank Williams 2, think of like songs like Weatherman and so on and so forth. He had more of like the slower twang kind of thing. Uh, a lot more somber in his approach. The original Hank Williams was a lot more bluegrassy and a lot more, uh, just a lot more like core country. Uh, just very like very Americana kind of sound. But then you get to, I guess you can say the bastard stepchild in the mix, uh, Hank Williams the third. He is one insane sob. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, one of his, uh, I'm gonna recommend the album "Damn Right Rebel Proud." Uh, this guy is just in fucking sane. I I love him as a country artist because even if you're not a fan of country, this guy just goes hard. Like it, and I say that because he combines bluegrass, rock, and even metal at times together, and it's very cool. One of my favorite songs is the grand old opry ain't so grand anymore and he's talk about basically all these amazing country singers that were in it at one point now it's just full of a bunch of just scumbags that are in the country music scene like i, I know he got into a few with like florida georgia line and stuff like that because this guy he's like i love country i don't like these bitch ass you know big truck riding yacht driving assholes you know and of course, he's not like poor, destitute, or he's not like a working everyday man. Of course, he comes from a lineage of country musicians who are very, very popular and successful. But at the same time, he's good at showing the roots of country, but with a lot more edge to it. Um, one of my favorite songs as well on here, Six Pack of Beer. That one goes into like that really fast uh, staccato bluegrass kind of sound. You you will hear the banjo throughout this whole entire thing, and it's just phenomenal. Uh, another one I really like is PFF, Punch, Fight, Fuck, dedicated to G.G. Allen. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he was a huge influence on him. So you can you can see where this guy stands in the music scene. He's very inspired by Gigi Allen, and he is just insane live. My dad saw him really long time ago, back with my mom. My mom was like, "I I would never see him again." That was just that was just hell on earth to watch. <laughs> uh, and then the other one on this one as well, I really liked was uh, "Candidate for Suicide." I was like, "Wow." That that was that was deep, because uh, not only does he go just absolutely ham uh, on a lot of these tracks, but he also has a really good somber side to his voice. And if you even look back on other uh, songs of his, he also talks about just like drug addiction and stuff like that, and like not in a very um, how can I say, not in a very like in your face way, but just more of like. You know, this sucks, but at the same time, you gotta be you gotta be a man, pull your pants up and get your shit together. And, you know, he he has a really I, I like the guy's energy a lot. He's just a fun dude. Uh so yeah, Damn Right Rebel Proud by Hank Williams the Third. Make sure you watch the ex uh the explicit version because the other one, the censorship is really weird. Right. That was like whenever uh they took it down now, but like when J. Cole's album came out, they had two versions, the clean version and the actual, you know, explicit content one. 
Dude, the clean one with him, like, already rapping in the beginning was already getting very weird and choppy. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Why is this a thing? Oh, man, it was rough. But, um, yeah, for me this right. week... You're right. Uh, yeah, for me this week, I got Palisades and their uh, self-titled album here. Uh, f- oddly enough, the first time I heard that album, uh, it was kind of... Eh, I remember. Like, it was very average at best for me to begin with. I only really liked the song Letdown, which I still love, and I think it's, like, easily one of their best songs. But, no, this album's, like, really solid, especially if you love a mixture of, like, you know, kind of, like, chill electronic R&B beats mixed with, like, post-hardcore and metalcore to an extent. Um, much less metalcore on this album specifically, but their other releases have much more of a metalcore influence. And it's so funny because these guys, while they do rack up numbers on Spotify and everything, they still feel criminally underrated. Like, they make such great music, but I feel like nobody's really talking about them. I know they opened for... Oh my god, it was like a really popular band uh, a couple years ago. Right, I think it was like right before COVID hit, maybe like late 2019 even. But it was a very popular uh, hard rock band. Uh, I want to say it was Star Set, but that's not right. Uh, despite them still being popular, um, I don't remember exactly. But they that was probably like the last moment I was like, oh look at that, they're getting the recognition they deserve. After that, nobody's ever talked about them. Now they haven't put out anything since like what was it 2018. But still, man, I mean. Their music is so fucking good, and nobody talks about it, so... I don't know. Figured give them a shout-out anyway, so... Yeah, Palisades, self-titled album. Check it out. Trent, what do you have for us? Have you given it... Fuck, I was still muted. I did give it thought. Um... I don't... I don't know which one to do, but, um... I'll do this one. Uh... I'm gonna go with Scary Monsters... Uh, and Nice Spirits. Nice Sprites, my bad. Oh, um, the album? Yeah, the Skrillex EP. Um, I mean, I get, you could go either way and do more monsters and nice sprites or scary monsters and nice sprites. Um, it's I mean, it's obviously different. Um, but I do give a lot of credit to Skrillex and uh, everybody in the EDM world because I know how hard that stuff is. I have a buddy of mine who mixes beats and stuff like that makes his own stuff and it is really really hard um but also thanks Skrillex for you know getting me into that type of stuff um because I, I don't think if I, like, I ever played like Just Dance like Skrillex, the Rock and Roll Take You to Mountain was on Just Dance 2 and I loved that song it was great uh and then when I got my first iPod I listened to this entire album and I was like oh my god this is great I was back fuck I want to say I got my first I got my iP- iPod shuffle <laughs> um <laughs> it was the long one it had the small screen you could switch songs by like rotating your thumb around the fucking thing um that's an old fucking thing I feel old saying that goddamn. <laughs> um yeah um yeah, I, I bought like two Skrillex songs, I think, on that. I bought I bought Bang Rang, because that is a great one. And then I bought um, Rock and Roll Taking the Mountain. And then uh, this entire EP is great. I mean, it, it's definitely t- 2010, like in a fucking, <laughs> in its whole. I mean, Kill Everybody was like 
oh, that shit was all over the place. I mean, like, I if you like, if there's if there's one thing that I could say to describe my childhood, uh, when it comes to like media and stuff, I would say like EDM is up there, um, with like Skrillex and then uh, the song One Click Headshot, because uh, those were your, your your things that they had in montages back in the day. You know the Call of Duty sniper montage. Oh my god, yeah, dude. Yeah, and you always hit a one kick, one click headshot, and then uh, some Skrillex song. Um, and I think that's where I I fell in love uh, with the genre was from those. So. What was that really uh, popular song by Skrillex that had like the Call Nine One One Now? Blah blah. What was that? Oh, one? first of the year Equinox. Dude, yeah, that's still yeah. Really fun today. It does, dude. Um, I that came on in the car when I was with Maya. Oh, really? Uh, we were just driving somewhere, and she was like, "Oh, I haven't heard this song in forever." I was like, "Yeah," because when when her and I drive anywhere, um, I usually just have her take my phone and I shuffle all my songs, and I'll just let her pick whatever. Because like I I listen to the same shit all the time, right? You know, and like you know, even though you know we're together, we have different tastes in music, so mix it up a bit. If, if there's a song like that, like first of the year that comes on, and she's like, "Oh shit." And like I'm sitting there, bing, 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 bing. I'm like, oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this song is absolute. If, if I played that song at like a party with like all of my friends, like if it was you got like I, everybody would fucking just wait until he says call one nine one one now and just fucking scream it. Just because that's what we did, you know. You just waiting to call nine one one now. Bow wow. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, that one's off of. Uh, that one's off of more uh, monsters and nice sprites, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, so go go check out those two scary monsters and nice sprites, and then uh, more monsters and nice sprites. The both EPs, um, they're not on Skrillex's actual thing, which is funny. It's they're not like on his. They're not on his page. You have to actually search them up because I literally was trying to look for them. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird, but. Yeah, go check out those. I I was gonna say a Ninja Sex Party album, but I'll save that for next week. There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, and yeah, that's been the episode. Uh, Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, you next episode. <laughs> this has been the Music Corner with 808s, and we are.